0: So we've been talking about addictions and the ramifications of allowing those to stay entrenched, those fantasies, obsessions, uh, loss of control, and even the shame cycle that we fall into because of addictions. Today, I want to invite a life change story of one of our brothers that's gone through our very own Celebrate Recovery and experienced healing from addictions specifically related to gambling. Today, we're going to talk about it. Welcome to Hope and Recovery. This is a podcast that shares hope and healing through, through our and for our spiritual, mental, emotional and relational health, all based on the Beatitudes where Jesus tell us through the recovery principles of Celebrate Recovery that we can face those hurts, habits and hang ups and broken relationships as we turn them one at a time over to him in the context of a beautiful recovery community. Hey, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. I'm the ministry leader and pastor of Celebrate Recovery here at Fellowship uh, Rogers. And uh, so good to be here. And I'm excited about today's topic around addictions and specifically a life change story that I think is going to bless your heart today. I'm so excited uh, that you get to hear from my brother and just hear a glimpse of his story. And so with that, I want to introduce Terry. Terry, well, thanks so much for joining us, man.
1: Thank you, Rodney. It's good It's good to be here. It's always good to see your smiling face.
0: <laughs> thanks, brother. Well, why don't you introduce yourself the way you do in CR, and we'll jump into a conversation, man.
1: I am a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with um Relationship issues, uh, gambling, and my name is Terry.
0: Hey Terry, so glad you're here, man. And uh, we've we've gotten to know each other over the years, and and uh, just love your heart. And even more, I love what Jesus. I see Jesus in you, and it's so cool to watch uh, God not wasting the hurts in your life. But but Terry, as I was saying, we've been talking about addictions and just uh, some of those those kind of internal struggles that we have in that space. And so I'd love to jump in, and I appreciate you just uh, bringing some some life to this conversation for those that might be struggling with gambling. And I love that you added relationship issues, because sometimes with addictions, we find that there is kind of this web that we realize there's other things connected with that. But your presenting problem was gambling. And tell me how you came to that place of understanding that the gambling would be your source of uh, escaping pain. As we've talked on a previous podcast, we're trying to fill that emptiness and that void inside of us. When did gambling become your way of uh, running and escaping, filling that void inside your heart, Terry?
1: Well, you know, I um, back background is um, I'm the youngest of four children. Uh, my mom and dad were married for over 60 years before my uh, dad transitioned. Um, the, the gambling piece is one where, um, if I go back to my, when I was single-digit ages, that my, my, my dad and my mom would have poker parties at the house. And I'd see folks over there all the time uh, playing poker and gambling, you know, I didn't look at it as gambling. They were just playing cards with me with money on the table. Didn't really know what was going on with it. And as I, as I got older, um, it it was something that it was, it was a game. It was fun. It was, hmm. you know, something that I, it was exciting to be into that that mix. And I guess what, when I, when I thought about, uh, our conversation today um it's and it's never it's every learning process that goes on is that you really want to know what your why is and you asked me the, the why part and it's i think nobody ever told me that it could be addictive
2: hmm.
1: so or that there was something wrong not wrong with it but it it was it could be addictive it's not just a game and when you you need money and you have money and you're trying to make more money and you're never satisfied with what you have if you're a competitive person you try to gamble because it's competitive Hmm. not that you're losing or Hmm. winning and and in my case i'd never win enough and in the case of losing you know you lose until you knew that you couldn't afford to do it anymore And there was a point in my life where, uh, as I got older, you know, we played the horse races and we'd go to the dog tracks, and and I never gambled on sports or anything like that. But um, there was a time when, um, when you and I met, that I had um, gone through a a series of relationships that were not working out well, Mm -hmm. uh, marriages that were not that didn't work. And my escape was to go to my happy place, which was at the poker table. Mm-hmm. And I could sit around and just be by myself. I never gambled with anybody. So when I'd go to the casinos, I'd always go alone. And it was one where it was just me and the cards. I was I would tell folks I was having, I think I told you, that I was having a relationship with four queens. <laughs> and That's yeah. what I would look for was four queens and it it got to the point where um it was never one where i was gonna lose my job or i was ever late for work or um i i lost my car or house or something to gambling but it got to a point once where um i was going through a really bad i lost my job hmm. and i needed some money and i was in the process of getting ready to get married and gambling was my, ended up being my income. It's your for strategy. Yeah. And that was, that was, that was it. And it was, and, and you know, you don't put God and God doesn't, not a poker dealer,
2: hmm.
1: but <laughs> the adversary had it where there was some times I would go to the casino and I would win a lot of money hmm. and then I'd pay off my bills and and then but I was never satisfied. I thought, okay, if I won now, I could go back and win again. Hmm. And Wow. It didn't work. And yeah. I had to stop. And I just had to, I really just had to stop. Yeah. And
0: well um, and Terry, that's so good. I'm so glad you're saying that because it that's true with any addictions. We talked about this on a prior podcast, but we start to, you know, that narrative of um as long as I'm in control, I won't get hurt. Right. And so that feeling of, um, chasing that high again. Right. And, but that high is not enough. And I love that you said that because even though you were winning at this part and it wasn't always like that, but you were winning it felt like, Oh man, this is great. But it never was satisfying is what I hear you saying that you needed more and you keep one upping and one upping. And we see that with all addictions, but that's fascinating. So, so now it's become your strategy. You knew it could work. And even though it wasn't working, your mindset and the adversaries you will put here is he would convince you that just try harder and you'll accomplish that. You'll get that same success or higher rush that, uh, that you once experienced. Is that right?
1: Yeah. And, and you know, knowing God, um, and and the way the adversary tries to sneak in is that I would I would compare myself to other people that were at the casino or or gambling. And they would their problem is much bigger than mine. They're mm. just out there. They don't they, they don't have a home. They're homeless. They don't, you know, they're just out there begging for money from people. And I knew when to stop, hmm. but I didn't know when to stop going. Hmm. And so it was never a, a trade where I'd had to go every Wednesday, every Thursday, every. If I got the feeling to go, I'd go. And then I'd just keep go playing and playing and playing. A
0: lot of control. in, and in the, there.
1: The, the big thing was that it was, um, and I still struggle with it. Don't, don't get me, it, there's, it's never over. Hmm. Whether it's a scratch-off ticket or whether it's, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't bet on, like I said, I don't bet on sports or anything. But the, the poker, the, the gambling. With the cards, and there's only certain games I'll play. I don't play where somebody can can mess up my hand or do something with that. I it, I have to be the one making the decision.
2: Mm.
1: And it's and it's me. And if I lose, I lose. And when you don't go with somebody, then you don't have any accountability to anybody but yourself.
2: Yeah.
1: And I, it's um it's something where it, it it's my, my like I said, my mom gamble my dad gambled my sisters like to go to the casino yeah you have to be able to realize that um when it's when when you have to stop you just have to stop yeah and you, you just don't pull into the parking lot anymore you just don't You don't go for the, you you cut out the mailings, you cut out the things.
0: Yeah. So Terry, I love, I love, and thank you for your vulnerability. At what point did it become, and I love you're kind of getting to that. You just don't go play in those neighborhoods anymore. Right. But at what point did you realize, Hey, this something's off here. I mean, just so as we talked prior that, you know, this really is a problem, um, you know, I'm am I'm, I'm it, it seems like the harder I try to fix this, the worse it gets. At what right. point did you realize this is off and I need this isn't working. I need to try something else. What was the revelation for you?
1: Revelation is when you realize that gaming is a business. Hmm. Just like liquor stores are a business and cigarettes are a business and you have to know that you can only do so much, yeah before it becomes a addictive, and if you don't have the money to to do it, you have to stop hmm. and that's when I realized that um I had took some jobs that I wasn't getting paid enough, a lot of money, but it was paying the bills, so I didn't have money to go, so I realized it was time to to just stop and when you you get to the point where you 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 lose sleep, hmm. you, um, you know, I was never an alcoholic. Uh, I just liked that rush. And so where I found my escape was when I went to CR and in CR, I was able to admit the things that I was going through. And when you have to talk about it to somebody else and, and they hold you accountable for it, that's when you have to, um, to be the bigger person and know that you just can't keep saying the same things over and over again because somebody's gonna call your yeah call your bluff. Yeah. And and that's what happened. And I've had some good friends like yourself and some some great friends in Northwest Arkansas that really helped me understand that there's different ways if you need money that you can get it. Not that gambling is not a legitimate, you know, it's not illegal. Yeah. Right. But it's it's, it's not the best it's they're in it to make money, and yeah you could well, I could work just as hard and make money and do what I need to do
0: yeah, and I think it's good just to note this too um on the inside in this place of insanity um on the inside, it's really this addiction is just a a trained response of what's going on so We feel like it's the only possible choice that there is. But on the the outside, it has to look like insanity. And and in Celebrate Recovery, we talk about insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So I would imagine people close to you, were they aware of this insanity? And in, in your mind, it's like, oh, you know... This is just. This is the only possible choice, you know, to stay in this place of addiction, where people around you starting to recognize this insanity.
1: No, hmm. no, because I it was it was me. I, I kept it. I kept it to myself. And and if I ever went to the casino with somebody, I would not gamble the way I would normally gamble, and if uh. I would stop when I was with someone if I was either winning too much. Or losing too much, I'd stop and say, "Let's go get something to eat. and Let's go home, or let's do this. Let's keep moving." Nobody. It it was when I went by myself,
2: Hmm.
1: and then when I started telling my story at CR, um, which is why CR need. I need. We need to start a CR here in in um, Dover, Delaware. (laughs) Um, That it it was one where it nobody knew, and that what they'll know now. (laughs) <laughs> We're on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't have a problem talking about it. Well, because it's 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 me. Yeah. And and I've grown from it and I'm a different person than I was uh 10 years ago. I never t- hurt anybody with my gambling. I never took anybody else's money yeah. and gambled with it. It was mine. It, yeah. It was the money that I had. I never borrowed money to go gamble. That yeah. wasn't it.
0: That's good, man. Well, I want to take a quick break. Uh, Thank you just for your heart thus far. It's been gone so fast. It's so riveting. I love, I love just your transparency, but I want to take a quick break right here. I'm talking with uh, Terry, uh, who's just telling us about just uh, the power of Jesus Christ, helping him to face his addictions with gambling and even some of those other roots. I want to turn the corner when we come back from a break and talk about what, what that healing process is already mentioned Celebrate Recovery, but I want to talk about what that looks like as he began to work the principles of Celebrate Recovery. So stick with me, and we'll continue the conversation with my brother, Terry. Hey, friends, if you are looking for safe community, please come check us out on a Friday night. We're at Fellowship Fayetteville, Fellowship Rogers on a Friday night. All you have to do, your mission is just to show up we start at 6 p.m. for Connection Cafe meal, and then our main meeting starts at 7. We hope that you'll join us. Go to Fellowship CR if you need more information, and we'll be looking for you this Friday night. Hope to see you then. FellowshipCR.org. Welcome back. Talking with Terry Uh, he's talking, having a great conversation around uh, addictions and uh, Terry, right before the break, we were just talking about you did a good job of hiding that. And it's interesting just thinking about how we uh, we start buying into this, that I'm in control. Uh, I can manage this hurt, this problem, this pain on my own. I don't need any help if I can just keep people at bay. Uh, everything will be okay. But at some point that, that kind of came down and just shattered. (laughs) Uh, So you, you find you connected with a brother and you're kind of reaching for a life preserver, help my life's unmanageable, which is a great and difficult place to be in recovery. But so Tell me about that process of getting to celebrate recovery. What was that like as you're trying to battle this uh, gambling addiction in your life?
1: So it it happened when it when I came to the closest time to really being addicted was I was at the poker table at at a casino and I was out of my job was wasn't working I had lost my job and what I would normally do in the mornings would go pick up my my. Uh, Girlfriend fiance at the time, son, and because the school bus wouldn't pick him up where we were living, and I would pick him up and take him to school. Hmm. Well, I was at the table and I was winning, and I just kept winning. Hmm. And she called me, and you can't answer your phone while you're at the table. Hmm. and i I didn't answer the phone, and I just kept, because I was winning, and I didn't want to stop, and I had to eventually just get up the sun was coming up i had to rush to her house and she was backing out of the driveway getting ready to take her son to school which is what i was supposed to do Mm. and i pulled up i said i'm here um he got in the car i took off and took him to school and it led to a huge argument about where was i Mm. and her thought was that i was out cheating and i was with another woman and that's why i couldn't answer the phone Mm. And I finally had to say, that's not where I was. I was at the casino gambling, and I could not answer the phone because you can't pick up. And that just didn't fly. Mm. And it led to a really big argument, and I had to reevaluate what what the priorities were. Mm. And so I got introduced to, I went to um, another gentleman who called you, who um, ended up, we got you know, we got together, and then the rest is history. I've just been going and
2: hmm.
1: going and going and and trying to get it together. And am and, and I perfect? No. Have I been back to a casino? Yes. <laughs> um, do I do it as much as for what I was doing before? No. Yeah. But um, I can go for years without going to a
2: casino. Yeah.
0: So uh, before we go there, I, I, I want to just highlight something you said, because I think it's so important that addictions tend to do this, that, that there's, here's this place where, and I've heard this said before that the opposite of addiction is connection. And yes. it's so fascinating that when you're, you had to make a decision right there, the addiction said, Whatever that connection is that's trying to get your attention, it's not as important as what's in front of you. And, right. and the addiction took over, right? That's, that's that, that yes. response to something happening inside of me that says, this is more important. This is going to satisfy you. This is going to fulfill the need that you have in this very moment more than any relationship in your life, which is a big lie. And you they just sent all these cons consequences and ramifications. So I just want to highlight that because I think it's so important. I love that you would just articulated that. So you come to that realization, oh, no, this is creating havoc. You reach out to a brother. You walk through the doors of Celebrate Recovery. I just want to kind of lean into that, Terry. What What was that like to um, come into the doors of Celebrate Recovery uh, of course, you and I sat down and visited prior and kind of unpacked what that might look like. But you walk through the doors of Celebrate Recovery, uh, I'm guessing not feeling real good about yourself and your life and in your circumstances. Let us into your heart, what's that place like for Terry and that first visit, man?
1: Wow. I didn't know what how I felt. And that's the that's the problem sometimes is, is you you want to think that okay, I'm supposed to feel some way that, you know, am I going to jump out the window? Am I going to go drink a bottle of alcohol? What's supposed to, and I knew I was always grounded in God. Mm-hmm. And when I walked in that room, that first time when I was at the, at the um, out in um, uh, Springdale, at Lowell, it was, God was there. Hmm. And he was there talking to me, and it was, again, sometimes you feel—I think I told you I grew up with three older sisters, so I was alone a lot because they were gone.
2: Hmm.
1: And my mom and dad were working, so I spent a lot of time alone. And when you do that, you you don't—you can talk to people for a long time, and then you can go home. And then you don't have to worry about being around people. Well, that's how I felt that night, is that I was— there, there were a lot of people around me. They didn't know me. I didn't know them. But God was there and I could hear your voice. You were talking and it was Rodney's making a lot of sense here. And he's he's hitting the points. And then we had the breakout sessions and the smallest groups. And it was that was it. It was mm-hmm. able to and you don't, it's not a force fed that you have to talk all the time and you just listen and you don't compare yourself to what other people are going through or where they're at, and just to justify what you're doing. Hmm. But when I started talking about it, when I hmm. when I started talking about it, it made it, it brought it home and so it makes you think well where did i get this from where did i why am i why do i keep doing this and and it's and and i was looking at a movie the other day this is just just to bring it home where the the movie um has a line in it where the woman says that um the guy would say well i just i thought it would feel different and he's and she said you know there's a story about a fish there's a little fish that uh, swam up to a big fish and said, um, you know, what I'm looking for is the ocean. I want to get to the ocean. Hmm. And the older fish said, the ocean, you're in the ocean. <laughs> and he said, no, this is just water. I want the ocean. And that's the way I felt hmm. that and that it is that I, I wanted something bigger. And so when you're never satisfied, hmm you can't get past that urge and those endorphins or whatever you know the words because you're you you're you're in that field of counseling where that rush that comes to you and you're so used to being alone all the time hmm. that only person that can feel that rush is me
2: hmm. wow
1: and if and if 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 I have to find another way to feel that rush and God said. Come here. I got, I got a rush for you. I got a rush <laughs> <Yeah>. for you. <laughs> I love
2: it. So that. I
1: get around you and Carol and Dave mm. and the folks that celebrate recovery. That's why I miss you guys so much, is that rush was there mm. for other reasons, the reasons that I just kept in and it just brought it out. Wow. And, you know, I I realized that, you know, I like, I love this, Terry. More than I did the other Terry, not that he was a bad person, but my priorities weren't in place. I still worked hard. I still got promotions. I still did what I needed to do. I think I'm a pretty good father. I'm a terrible Jesus, but I'm. But but there was still that edge, and that, and sometimes when things don't look like the way the world tells you that they're supposed to look, that you're supposed to be this pistol carrying gambling person mm. playing the numbers, doing this. No,
2: yeah,
1: it's not that way. It's It can be just as bad as winning and thinking that that's the only thing that you have to do is to do that. Mm. And it's not, yeah. it's not. And when it affects you as a person from a priority standpoint, mm. then it's time to stop look in the mirror and talk about it. And that's what celebrate recovery did gave me that opportunity to do that. And I found that I was helping some other people because they were listening to me hmm. and and it was helping me that they were listening to me.
0: Right. I love that.
1: I don't know if that makes sense. No, I, you know,
0: it's so good, man. I, it's just my story. And I love your heart. I mean, since you're, you're giving up your anonymity. I'm just going to say going through a step study with you, uh, was a gift and your vulnerability. And I think as I see the man, um, I'm looking at right now, uh, just knowing where you've come from and where you are now, uh, that's you're a living miracle And any transformation is a miracle. We want to be careful right. not to compare our struggles, but but God has transformed you, and and I love that you acknowledge that that the struggle's still there, right? We're still human, right. and we still struggle. But but now you have these tools, and and um, God is rewiring your brain on how you see yourself, how you see God and others, and even your circumstances, and.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So Celebrate Recovery, then having gone through this process of getting into a step study, going to open share groups, being a part of the Celebrate Recovery community, how is that um, impact? If you're talking to somebody that's listening, maybe they're in that place of maybe maybe my problem is not that bad, or as long as I'm in control, I'm not going to get hurt. I'm not hurting anybody. What's the big deal? What would you say to somebody that's maybe on that side that you were when you were kind of at that kind of that low point what What encouragement would you give them, Terry?
1: Write things down, write it down, write down what you're doing, why you're doing it, and try to come up with with what's what is your why what is it that you you're actually looking for in life? Hmm. Find that purpose that you have and you know i've I've always thought i my purpose was I love coaching, I love being around. I didn't realize how much influence I had on
2: hmm.
1: some folks sometimes especially the younger folks about God has put me through all these experiences hasn't taken me out but made me hit rock bottom a couple of times and then hmm. when I try to talk about it to to folks to encourage them, I'm not talking from a place that I don't know hmm or making it up, you know, it's, it's real. Um, and, and you respect where other people are and you, the, the ability to just listen to people Hmm. and then look at and listen to yourself and not try to fool yourself to thinking that it's something that it's not. Hmm. Um,
2: that's
0: good, man.
1: It's, it's, it's a powerful piece. And you guys taught me that. Yeah. And, um, uh, it's it's i get so excited when i get around you guys <laughs> that it's it's amazing
0: yeah i love that we come from different backgrounds different family systems but we all understand hurt and we all understand and have a longing for a savior that can meet us to fill that emptiness inside of us and i'm um, what an honor and uh much gratitude in my heart you've you've uh, helped me in my own recovery just by being you and working your recovery. And I just wanted you to hear that and just appreciate your heart. And, and thank you for sharing a part of your story with us here today, man.
1: And can, if I can say one last thing, Rodney, is, don't, is, is that we can't take ourselves too serious. Hmm. And if we don't learn how to laugh at ourselves, sometimes it, it will help us get to the next level. Because we have to be able to think, look back on things and go, wow, I was there. That was dumb. <laughs> but you come back to it and go, but look where I am now. Hmm. Look look, look where I am now. And I, and, and I know where I don't want to go. And I know who I don't want to be. But you can't be who you want to be if you're still doing the same things that put you in a position where you were, mm,
2: that's so such a you good can't word. be
1: who you want to be and who you used to be at the same time. Mm. And everybody should have a used to be story. I love and that's that. My used to be story is I was that person that was, was, you know, that's great was to himself all the time. So that's thank you a, very much.
0: Such a good word. Well, I love you, brother. Uh, so good to see your smiling you face too, and uh, love your heart. And again, thanks, uh, thanks for being uh, with us here today, man. Well, friends, I hope that this has been a blessing for you as much as it has for me. Hearing life change stories never gets old. Here's a cool thing. If you're wrestling with a hurt hangup or habit or broken relationship, you can be added to that list of now 7 million plus and growing strong life change miracles. And so we say often around here, don't quit before your miracle happens. If you would like to join us on this road, please don't try to do it on your own, by yourself. We're not wired to do that. Do that in the context of community, and there's no safer community than the Celebrate Recovery community where we can come exactly as we are. Jesus loves us exactly the where we are, but he loves us too much to keep us there, and we get to be a part of helping. What an honor we get to walk through that with you. We hope you'll join us, fellowshipcr.org. For more information, come see us Friday night. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you'll join us next time.
2: Until then, God bless.